0: No matter where you go with your dog, you want them to be able to listen. Whether you're going outside, you're going to the park, you're going to a friend's house, you want your dog to be able to listen, and you want them to be able to listen the first time. This isn't a preference of trainers. This isn't a preference of ego kind of thing. Well, I want my dog to listen. No, this is a serious issue, actually, about keeping your dog alive. That might be really dramatic, but it's true. If my dog runs out in the middle of the street, I need to be able to stop them. And I can't be yelling, stop, 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 stop. It's not going to help. I'm to be able to say sit or down and then recall them back or just their name and get their attention to have them come back. There is no time for mistakes, which is why I'm so stressed when people say that their dog doesn't listen. I'm like, oh, my God, we got to work right now. We got to do something right now, today, immediately, so that your dog is in a better position. You are in a better position in the event that emergencies happen. I have seen way too many people be heartbroken because their dogs just couldn't listen. Such a simple thing. It's like kids. Oh, my kids don't listen to me. Well, you know, they end up doing bad things. My dog doesn't listen to me. They end up getting hurt. You tell them to leave something, and now they've swallowed a chicken bone, and they got to go to the hospital. That's $40,000 just to get a chicken bone removed from your dog's throat. They're alive, thank God, but you've wasted time, you've wasted energy, and money. Regardless of the fact that your dog almost died, right? Like catastrophic things happen when your dog doesn't listen. So let's go over how we can stop that from happening and we can teach our dog to listen the first time. Number one, they must know what you're asking for. You, They have to know what the behavior is. I talk about this constantly. You have to get the precision down before you can move on to asking them when to do it and when not to do it. It's just like if you were learning literally anything in the world. I want you to think about the last time you learned something. Right? Maybe even just this is about learning something. So you have to know what I'm talking about. You have to have a dog. We have to be on the same page before I can start telling you the mechanics. Right? You gotta get the principles down. So I want you to think about learning how to drive. You have to know where everything is in the car first before you can know when to turn the car on, when to put the car into drive, and then when to put your foot on the gas. Right, there's a red light, green light kind of feeling. I know when to do this and I know when not to do it, but first I have to know what it is. Same thing with words, right? I have to have you know what the word means before you can use it appropriately or before I can use it appropriately with you. If I said we're gonna do something in sequestral order, I think that's a word sequestral, (laughs) sequestral order and it doesn't mean anything, you're like, I don't even know what that means. But it's in a sequence. I hope sequestral is a word. Uh, otherwise, I just made it up, and Webster Dictionary should contact me and credit me for making up sequestral. Pretty sure it's a word, though. <laughs> so we have <laughs> – I know a lot about dog training. <laughs> Sometimes I mess up words. So you have to know what the word means, what it, what it really means, the definition of it when to use it and when not to use it, and then we can start using it in different sentences and with different language and in different meanings. Right, the word literally, that definition has changed because people misused the word so much. The word literally, like, oh my gosh, I literally broke my leg. That the definition is the opposite of what it was. There's two definitions and they contradict each other. Literally means it actually happened and literally means it did not actually happen. I think it's baffling that words are like that, but I digress. Your dog has to know what the behavior is for them to listen. That should be standard, but many times it's not. The amount of dog owners that I work with, clients that I work with, who are asking their dogs to do things, and I said, okay, well, let's go back to how you taught your dog to do it in the first place, and they say, well, I never really taught them how to do it. I just kind of expected them to do it. Dogs don't come pre-programmed, right? They're not like your phone where you can talk to Siri and say, hey, Siri, do this thing. Or, hey, uh, Alexa, do this thing, right? It doesn't work like that. Someone didn't sit down with your dog and program it into them. They're not robots. They have to be taught what to do. And then we tell them when to do it, when not to do it. And I often find this happens when you're a dog owner who had kids first. There's a different mentality from a dog owner who did not have kids first and who did have kids first. Kids will pick up on things as you naturally talk to them. My two-year-old son is constantly picking up on new stuff, literally because I'm talking to him. I, I said something to him. He says it right back to me. I say, good job, and now he knows the word. It is baffling to me. He knows the system. I say something. He repeats it back. Now he knows what it means, and he'll use it in context correctly. Absolutely wonderful. Dogs don't do that. We think they do that if you're a person who had a child first. Because your experience is with just saying stuff to your kid, they say it back, oh my gosh, you're so smart, and we act as if the dog is the same way. Now, if you did not have kids first, and you have a dog first, you're most likely going to teach them the way that a dog trainer would. Okay, I'm going to teach them what I want them to do first, and then I'm going to tell them when to do it and when not to do it with the word. That's exactly how we should do it. So your dog has to know the behavior first. That's a given. Number two. Habit, (laughs) habit, habitual. Wise, it can fall onto you. So, is it a habit that you are creating that tells your dog they don't have to listen the first time? Habit, habitual, habitual. Is it a habit that you have that tells your dog not to listen to you? What I mean by this is if you're saying a word over and over and over again, sit. Sit, 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 sit. Why aren't you sitting? Sit. I told you to sit, damn it, right? Our dog goes, okay, well, I'm not going to sit until you actually mean it. Or I'm not going to sit until you've said it a certain number of times. What we want to do is say it once. One word for one action. If you say it once and they don't do it, they don't do the behavior you want them to do, you have to go back to the step one. My dog doesn't fully know it because if they knew it and they made the association well, they would have done it. So we're missing something. They're either missing clarity on what the behavior should be, or we haven't effectively taught them the association between the word and the action. If you're saying it multiple times, there is a disconnect. They either think that multiple times is the word, and I know that sounds confusing, right? Sit, sit, sit is the phrase that means put your butt down instead of sit means put your butt down. You have to be very clear with this. And you can only say it once. If you say it multiple times, your dog will get used to multiple times. There is no time to say sit, sit, sit when your dog is running towards the street or Bobby come like there is no time for you to elongate everything. It's got to be sharp. It's got to be quick. It's got to be fast. They got to stop on a dime and turn back let alone the behavior having to be fast, the response to the cue, to the word that you're using, must be fast. They must be fast. And number three, you have to be consistent. If you are not consistent in what your expectation is, there's going to be variants that you can't control. So if you tell your dog to down sometimes and lay down other times and go relax and, oh, go, you know, relax over there, And you're changing all these different ways when ends up happening. Well, our dog doesn't know what they should be doing exactly in relationship to a word. They're kind of guessing, right? If I used a different word every time I said hello to you, you're going to guess that I'm saying hello. And maybe in the beginning, you, you know what I'm saying, right? Hello, bonjour, hola, konnichiwa. I don't even know any other words, right? But if I got to the end of that and I don't know any more words, I'd just say, hey, pencil, chicken nuggets, Bob. Like, you, you don't really know what I'm talking about at first. You could guess that I'm saying hello. You could guess, but you don't have some clarity. And the important part is to have clarity with our dogs. Everything has to be really clear so that they are certain of what they should be doing. The more clear you can get, the more consistent you can get, the easier it is for your dog to know what to do. If I started speaking to you and giving you instructions, and in the middle of it I started talking gibberish, you'd pause and be like, wait, what's happening? And immediately you're confused, and probably right now you're still thinking back on what I said. So when I throw in a piece of confusion, you get stuck on that, and you can't take in any more information, which is why I've just slowed down. Because you can't take in any more information, I can't tell you what to do. And the same thing happens with our dogs. The second they get confused, they disregard us completely. The second they're confused, they disregard us completely. Have you ever listened to a TED Talk? And in the middle of the talk, they say something that maybe you don't understand right away. Now you either pause the TED Talk, you go over to Google, you type in what they said, you're trying to understand, and then you come back to it. Or... You completely skip over it and you go, all right, like I don't need to know that one piece of information. But now you're completely lost the rest of the TED Talk. You're completely lost. Same thing if you were uh, in college or in high school and the teacher's saying something and you're with it. Everything's good, but you get distracted by something. It starts snowing outside or your friend passes you a note or something. And now you feel like you're behind, so you're trying to catch up. And you really never catch up. In many cases, kids just give up paying attention. They got distracted by something. They look back. They missed a pivotal point of information. They don't know what page they're on. They don't know what topic we're talking about, what chapter we're on, who did what, what's going on. And they just completely give up and they forget it. I'm not like I'm overwhelmed. There's too much information being thrown at me and I can't keep up with it because I got distracted for a moment. I was confused for a moment. That's all it takes. So if my dog's running towards the street, and I tell them to come, but sometimes I say the word here, and other times I say, come on over, and other times I use their name. That small bit of confusion stops them from responding. You have to be consistent with what you want your dog to do. If I'm gonna use the word here, I'm only gonna use the word here for the immediate, important recalls. I want my dog to stop on a dime Spin around, come straight to me, and sit in front of me. That could be your here. And then come on over could be more relaxed. You can do that, but you have to be very clear. That's where advanced training kind of comes into play, right? I can teach my dog a relaxed come on over is very different from here. Here means you gotta stop exactly what you're doing in that moment, spin around, run straight to me. Same thing with my dogs. Down and relax, and go lay down are completely different things, but I taught them completely separately. I taught the behaviors first, I say the command once, and I made the association before asking for it in everyday life. That's the kind of order you need to go through. Teach them exactly what you want them to do. Make the association with the word and teach them when to do it and when not to do it. Be consistent and only say it once. If you do that, your dog will listen. Nine times out of 10, they are not robots. I cannot say they will listen 100% of the time. But I wanna tell you a quick story about a wonderful client of mine and this tiny little dog who had separation anxiety, which we were able to work through. Once we got past the separation anxiety, the client wanted to work on some obedience. Now the problem was that her family were all on different pages everyone was using different words. The kids were using random words that they made up that they thought were fun. The dad was using more German obedience type words. And the mom just wanted the standard sit down, lay, cup, right. So I said, okay, we're all going to get on the same page. And we went through each one and we became consistent. What do we want sit to be? What do we want down to be? What do we want heel to be? What do we want recall to be? What do we want place to be? And we broke it down and everyone had to be on the same page. Now, they had to go through their own learning curve of stopping the old words, of not using those words because they became habitual. Anytime you go to train your dog, understand that you are also training yourself on a new behavioral skill. You're getting rid of old habits and you're implementing new ones. Just understand that. So with their dog, they started to reteach all of these things. That was the first thing I had them do. You're not going to say the words. You're not going to tell them when to do it. You're going to go back and teach all of the skills that you want to teach. Sit, down, heel, come, place. They taught all of that. Then we were able to add in the words one by one. Because they were consistent and this was structured, they could only say it once. The dog had to do it. If they didn't do it, we had them reset and try again. Because we did that, Within two weeks, this dog that was riddled with separation anxiety, couldn't listen at all, was stressed out all the time, was listening perfectly, and eventually got into group classes with about 15 other dogs doing wonderful things when the owner was like, I never thought that could be possible. I couldn't even go for a walk with my dog and pay attention. And then, of course, she wanted to do agility. She wanted to do all of the fun stuff because her dog now had the listening skills and she had the freedom to do what she wanted to do with her dog. If you guys are struggling with problem behaviors and you want to know how I go through the process, click the link in the description for resolving complicated bad habits without using punishment. You can teach your dog how to listen. You can end problem behaviors all with the techniques that I talk about on all of these different episodes. Thank you guys for listening, and I'll see you next time.